0: this podcast is produced by unedited
1: the more work i do actually at the moment i really feel that i'm 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 getting to this point where the answer can always always end up and just be present it's such a simple like it's almost patronizingly there are no problems in the present you know everything going on there's, there's no problem right now sat in this space here and again for me when we're present we're out of our ego our ego's for ego's thoughts when we're truly present we don't listen to we're not in our head we're not listening to thoughts we're just here our senses are alive we're we're listening we're feeling we're in that space and that's that's being present
0: that's Ben Bidwell and this is episode 204 of In The Moment with me Alex Manzi Having battled with depression and anxiety, I became a coach who helps people to create transformation by being more present in their lives so that they can live a life of abundance and clarity. And this podcast is all about conscious living and positive well-being. And each week we hear the stories and tips from some of the most inspirational people in the world. On this week's episode, I am joined by Ben Bidwell, AKA The Naked Professor, who is a mindset and purpose coach, a writer and a public speaker. And he's dedicated to stripping back the conversation to help change the stigmas around mental health and masculinity. And I really, really love Ben's work the openness that he brings to all of it and especially to this conversation and we got quite quite deep and quite vulnerable at times and we covered a lot especially talking about being with your feelings on good days and bad days the power of opening up your heart and how to live more in the present moment so the aim of this podcast is to inspire so if you like what you hear in this episode be sure to share it with a friend and spread the love but right now let's jump straight in and hear from Ben. Hello and welcome, Ben. How you doing?
1: Hey, Alex. Well, I mean, like it's a big question. Do you want me to answer it honestly, or do you want me to say I'm fine, thanks?
0: Always honest, man. Always. <laughs> no, I am actually doing. It. I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a good place at
1: the moment. So I'm generally. I'm, I'm doing. Um, I'm doing pretty well, thanks. It's. Um, but for me personally, on a personal level, I'm kind of. I'm kind of excited. If I'm honest, to, to have like no distractions, like kind of being a locked away, and I've got so much to get on with. That uh, it's kind of from a selfish perspective, and I'm fearful, and a global perspective, but. You know, this next month will probably be quite valuable for me, if I'm honest. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm 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 feeling good. How are you?
0: Um, I'm a bit I'm a bit the other end. I've I last few days I've I've been quite overwhelmed. I don't know if it's anything to the lockdown or kind of what we were talking about earlier with like my Instagram having been taken down, and I'm kind of there's a little bit of stress around that because of work stuff. Um, but I just feel like yeah, I've I've had this overwhelming f- feeling. Like yesterday, I was sat at my desk trying to write something. And I just stared at the screen for twenty minutes because it just felt so much to do, even though I didn't have to actually write that much. Um, so yeah, today I was I was up early and I went up to the park to go skateboarding to kind of get outdoors and be in the fresh air and active and just try and have some good vibes going on inside of me. Um, so I'm feeling a lot more upbeat today, which is nice.
1: Nice, yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Overwhelmed is something I definitely I definitely get at times too, for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. And how, how are you feeling in general then about? The lockdown, and I know you said you've kind of got a lot of stuff going on, but how? What's your general feeling with it from from your personal point of view? uh
1: like I feel like I can go either way. I feel like I can, if I if probably, if, to be honest, it's probably a case of if I watch the news or immerse myself, read the papers and stuff, and immerse myself with loads of conversations about it, and da 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 da. You know, I could probably fill myself with quite a lot of fear and you know, and, and negativity around the whole thing. When I'm in my bubble, my own yeah. little bubble, I'm like, God, I, I. I I'm grateful for the, these periods of time, you know, after the first lockdown at the end of it, I was almost like, do you know what? I almost need to give myself a lockdown every year. Um, uh, I almost, now I'm like, oh, I can't have enough lockdowns. They're Like, like for me personally, they, they're valuable. I'm really going to miss the gym. Yeah. Like that's what, because I work alone and I work from home and the gym is, I, I you know, I see people, I say, Hey, I work out. It's kind of my, it breaks my day. Um, so I'm really going to miss that. And I'm going to miss the opportunity to see people, but, in terms of like being locked in my flat and get back, being given the space to just get my head down and immerse myself in what I want to do, not needing to take into account anyone else or anyone else's wishes or desires and just my own time every day from morning to evening is valuable for me. personally mm.
0: me. Yeah, yeah. And I, I definitely felt that with the last lockdown, I was really like pumped in a way to like have time to actually sit and focus on the things that I want to focus on rather than having so many external distractions. But I feel like this time, I don't know, I feel I feel at ease with it, but I just there's there's still a bit of that overwhelm hanging for me with it. And I'm not sure whether it's just because, you know, I've I've kind of got used to seeing people again and, you know, like seeing my girlfriend or like going to meet up with friends. And it's like having that reined in a bit more is I think I've missed that social connection quite a lot this year. I've done, you know, don't get me wrong, I've done a lot of podcast recordings and I've done a lot of coaching calls over Zoom and it's like you still get the connection, but you're not feeling the energy in the same way, you know, you're not picking up the vibes. And I think that's mm. the, the, the bit that I'm a bit like, oh, you know, that's I'm, I do miss that a little bit.
1: Mm. I, I realised that I went something like 12 weeks without touching another human mm. being in lockdown one. And it's, you know, that's pretty, that's strange. And I became quite accustomed to it you know, at the end, like seeing someone and the idea of giving someone a hug or something was was quite foreign to me. Yeah. Um. I guess, you know, I've got another four weeks of that now. So <laughs> yeah. see what happens, I guess. But yeah, I do hear you. It's a strange time. Mm, Mixed sure. emotions for sure.
0: Yeah. And where do you sit motivation wise? Because I kind of, I, I noticed one of your recent posts, you were talking about feeling a lack of recent motivation. So how is that? in terms of you know being able to get your head down and you've got things to do are you kind of back on top of the motivation side of things or are you kind of still in that that low as it were
1: I'm back I'm back <laughs> um I'd like I don't know like a good two months I just I was flat I felt uninspired I'd, maybe it's I don't know a bit less than two months but it was a decent period I just felt uninspired I felt low energy I just I just was like whatever um it's a long time to go without feeling much motivation. And you know, at the beginning I was just like, I'll just do what what feels kind of, you know, not easiest, but stuff that I can do without motivation right now. But there was stuff that I needed to do that required me to dig a bit deeper and to, you know, to get out of my comfort zone and to make stuff happen. And I just was like, okay, it's gonna have to be next week, next week, next week. And um, you know, part of it was just forcing myself into it, you know, saying, look, you can't, you're gonna have to get this done now part of it was starting to feel a shift you know like um and I would say now I feel back to normal because I do have so much to be excited about I do have so much to be inspired about and like people say to me but how should you feel Ben you say you should be feeling inspired you should be you know you shouldn't feel anything you feel what you feel and I'm like no but I know I am inspired by my life I know like underneath like this is something that's blocking me but when I feel normal when I feel healthy when I feel in, in a in a like my day to day I know I am inspired by what I do. I just I'm feeling a bit deflated at this period. Um so it's nice yeah now I feel back to I feel motivated inspired and um yeah I'm in
0: a good space. Yeah great to hear and I think you know I've definitely felt the same not maybe not as recently but I think maybe before towards the end of August I think it was and I was definitely in that lull of like I just found it hard to motivate myself to to be excited to to do things that I'm normally really passionate about you know and like you know coaching calls and and the podcast stuff is it excites me you know deeply and having the, that feeling of like oh, I'm just not in the swing of it it can be quite tough isn't it because it's like you're just so used to feeling that passion when it's not there it's like a it's, it's a struggle and I think one of the things I've really learned a lot I think this year especially is like just to be with those feelings that it's okay like you don't have to be on inspired level 10 all the time sometimes you know you're going to be on level two and it's totally fine and the more you can be at ease with being at level two the sooner you're going to feel like you're getting back up towards the 10.
1: Yeah and and that's massive I think it's huge and that's my whole thing with with emotions like all emotions and experiences we have is acceptance is such a big part of it like it's unrealistic we live in this world that i don't know i've heard you speak about this before but you know we're, we're, society wants us to constantly present this picture of being happy and everything's great and that's the kind of social pressures and it's just unrealistic we have a we have a um I'm forgetting that the, the psychological term, the term that psychologists use for it but we have a system that adjusts you know mm. that makes us resilient when times are hard so when things are constantly really hard we become adaptable and we, we become more resilient to those challenges and actually the challenges actually feel okay now despite that they were so hard at the beginning and it's the same if we have great days great days great days we, we adjust to that and the great days become normal days it's not realistic or feasible or normal life to every day we go hey everything is incredible a lot like, you know i'm so happy we just adjust to it so for me i like and and on the other flip side of that, like I'm, I'm, I'm uh, you know, I, I guess I discovered connection late in mm. life and uh, it's now such a big driver for me. And the connection comes from me and feeling someone's truth. Um, so um, well, a big part of it comes from feeling someone's truth. And, and when someone t- tells me actually really how they're feeling and I feel that, that they're now willing to actually share with me, actually, not not just telling me they're happy because that's what they meant to say, but really, and like, and if they are happy, that's great. But like, really, like, let me feel that. And, and, and just like, but whether it's happy or sad, like, let's just be real about it. And it, it neither define you. It's how you're feeling in that moment. And there's going to be highs and lows, the swings of life. There's going to be good days and bad days, regardless of who you are. So let's just keep it real and not fall into this pattern that society asks us to constantly present this picture that everything has to be great. Otherwise, oh, my God, I can't sit in this space with you. It's scary. Sorry, rant ran over.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no, but I, I completely hear that man and I think, you know, it's it's just you speaking about it like that. It's just speaking with a with a passion that it's it it is normal life to have emotions that go up and down, you know. We I always say we have such a broad spectrum of emotions from like extreme joy and happiness to like extreme sadness and anger and everything in between. But we try and shut off 50% of that. We try to shut off the, the, you know, in inverted commas, the bad emotions. And we only want to feel the good so that when we do feel the bad, we just create this inner conflict around feeling them. And it makes us feel them even more. It makes the, the, the feeling intensify. And it's like, actually, as, as a human being, if you look at that, that broad spectrum and go, it's okay to feel any of those emotions, it makes it a lot easier to feel the stuff that you don't particularly like feeling also, the stuff that you do like feeling it opens the doors, doesn't it? Mm.
1: And, and, and you know, the, the, the best, well, the best things in life are free. Well, they are if you allow yourself to feel them, like it's an internal, you know, this concept of happiness being an, an inside job. Well, yeah, if you allow yourself to feel, if you don't feel anything then you're numb, and yeah, you're going to need to go and consume stuff to fill you up, mm. um, which is, you know, I'm passionate about this because that's how I lived for 30 years. You know, I, uh, there was no, in the game there was no it was dead you know and that that protected me in many ways kept me safer but it left me feeling empty and uninspired um and so i was reliant on the external stuff and it's not a healthy way to live because we need more and more and it's a chase that will never win they'll never will never find you know i say we're we're trying to itch itch a scratch but we're we're itching it in the wrong place Mm. you know and it's never going to go and and, and we're wondering we just think if i keep itching harder it will go it's like, no, you're, yeah, you're in the wrong place. You know, you've got to start looking at, actually, you're, you're, you're in a game. What's going on inside of you? And, mm. But we're not taught that, so there's no blame, you know? Yeah.
0: And do you think ego comes into it as well, in sense of, like, we, we, our ego is like, well, I don't want to be feeling this. Like, I want to be, like, 10 out of 10. I want to be happy all the time. I want to be successful. I want to, you know, all of these building blocks that we're told that we need, so that we have to then work on challenging what our ego is kind of telling us
1: yeah like yeah ego ego can lead us to, to a whole a whole load of problems in, in that respect because it, it's it's an outdated machine in our head and it talks to us in ways that don't serve us and it will constantly tell us that we're not good enough It'll constantly tell us to get validation and it will constantly see life as a competition and a challenge and you know i, I don't I think if we live in that space of listening to our ego i'm not sure we'll ever find true fulfillment now of course um it has its role you know and, and it does and it can be a motivator and it and it there are threats out there in, in the world you know sometimes we have to actually listen and yeah it's not safe to go there and, it, and and we need to hear that but our ego tells us that we're unsafe in 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 ways that Really, we are actually safe. I, I mean, if we take, I always kind of pigeonhole, I say that my ego is fearful of, of, of rejection, failure and embarrassment. Mm-hmm. None of those are a threat threats to my life, you know, but my ego will be petrified and talk to me and I'll feel that and embody it and think it's the truth because I've embodied it and I've listened so hard to the voice, the ego that tells me that, that actually, yeah, I am really scared of those stuff. But is that, is that fear real? No. Or, or, or is it actually true? Should I actually be scared? Should I be worried about what people think of me when I'm dancing? Or am I just listening to the voice in my head? And am I embracing that? Am I under threat? Do, and no, I'm really not. And do I want to live that way? No. So, what's my truth? My truth is that sometimes I hear a song and I want to dance, and I don't and I just want to express and play. That's mm-hmm. my truth. When my ego is not in play, and it's beautiful when you live in tune with that truth and not not let the fear creep in.
0: Mm, yeah it's it's funny you mentioned dancing there because I was having a conversation with a couple of mates yesterday and we were like saying that was you know we haven't been out to like a bar or club to dance in all year pretty much like I feel like I've forgotten how to dance and part (laughs) of me was like but how do you like what is the correct way to dance surely it's just an expression of how you feel to that tune so (laughs) it's quite an Mm. interesting uh, a way to look at it so how would you then go about kind of challenging the ego like what's what's the process that you've kind of been through to get to that point where you're like actually this ego thing isn't serving me
1: understanding it's an ego and uh, it's my ego and it's and it's there to play a role and it's trying to keep me safe but it's just outdated and it's not functioning in today's world and the fears that it has are not true fears so let's let's just actually let either let those fears go or just readdress them Know actually let's talk ourselves through them public speaking is a massive one um, mm-hmm. for me so i always use this example because i can use it in my talks when i do it on the way to any talk my ego is like oh ben what are you doing like just stay at home you're not good enough for the stuff like you don't really know what you're talking about um like, whatever, any, it can come up with anything, you know. And the more, the more I find solutions to those things, the more, the more sophisticated it gets, to coming out with new things. It will always because I'm getting out of my comfort zone when I, when I probably when I'm doing public speaking. It's so that the ego would rather I didn't just stay, stay, stay safe on the sofa. It's a much safer way to live. um So if I listen to that voice and I'm on the way to the to the talk and I'm like, God, I'm not good enough. I don't know what I'm talking about why am I doing this? Like, and I I feel awful. I feel scared. Like, why am I doing this to myself? This is horrendous. I'm going to turn up to that talk like a nervous wreck and like standing there petrified of how this is going to go and what everyone thinks of me. And I'm not very good. And that, that feel that energy in me, it will show up in my body language and how I'm sharing. Whereas if I hear the voice that tells me that and understand it's my ego trying to keep me safe, but it's not my truth. It's just an outdated computer that's fearful about how I'm going to be perceived and whether I'm going to be validated or if I might embarrass myself or I might fail in the talk and just let that go. Then I turn up on the stage and I'm free. And I'm just like, hey, guys, like I'm I'm doing this talk and I don't really know how it's going to go. and um, uh, But I'm going to give it a good crack because I'm free to do so. There's nothing holding me back. There's no fear in here. It's not, you know, you can't totally remove yourself from that fear not like i'm I'm completely but you can do a pretty decent job and you know and people think you're you're brave and it's just like well i'm no braver than you we've all got it inside of us i'm just choosing to listen to a different energy Mm. um which we can all do and it takes practice and it's like a muscle and and the more we listen to our ego the, the louder it is and it's you know more convincing it is and but bit by bit each day if we challenge that voice and we challenge where it's coming from and we override it and then we take action and we show that ego that actually is safe you know when I've done enough talks now to know that I am good enough uh, people are interested you know it it is going to be all right so that when that voice comes in it's like well it's not true actually you know I've done this a few times I've been here and that went well and that's uh, so actually and that voice gets quieter you know and you become more powerful more free and it's a game for me it's a dance you know I don't know if that, if that makes sense, or I live in my own little merry world <laughs> inside of my own heads. I don't know.
0: No, it does it does totally, like, and I totally hear it. like I, I, and I always think that like your ego can be your best mate and your worst enemy all in one, because as well as it filling filling you with like the fear and the worry and you know, I'm not good enough, it will give you the other chat as well, like, yeah, like you'll smash this, you' totally you've totally got this. Yeah. So it's like you can't the way I see it is you can't really trust it either way. So it's about, I guess, I guess as well, it's, it's kind of like sounding out your environment in a way, like with you public speaking, it's like the fear might come in a little bit because it's actually something that's really important to you. So the fear is that you don't want to be not good enough at it. So it, it plays into that by like feeling out the environment. But then, it, like I said, it will also play. Like I'm sure after you've done your talks, it will be the first thing that's like, "Yeah, you smashed that, man!" Like, what were you ever worried about? Like, it's, it's mm. like you know the the good and bad conscience on your shoulder. Like it's it's both at the same time. So mm. I think that like what you're saying about sort of understanding it and being being with it and and knowing that it is an ego and that's all it is, really helps with like actually, we we can quiet this down. Like I can I can quiet down this ego. I can choose not to believe it. Because often that's what it is. It's, it's it's giving us something to believe, and it's it's up to us whether we want to take that and believe it or not.
1: Mm. Eckhart Tolle says that um, ego is no longer ego when, when we when we know it's or refer to it as ego, we can see it as we're conscious of it being the ego, and and that's kind of it. Like, but you know. For 30 years, I had no idea. And I thought my ego was absolutely me. And I thought that voice that talked to me was that was who I am. And, you know, I thought I really wasn't good enough. And I thought all of this stuff. And, I, you know, I, no one taught me otherwise. How was I to know? And of course, you believe that the voice talking to you in your head is is you. Like, <laughs> like it's, it's no one else, is it? You know, it's but if we understand where it comes from and why it's talking to us like that, and, that, yeah. you know, we can live in fear because that's where it's coming from, if we choose to listen to it. Or we can, or we can come from love, which for me is, you know, is, is is a different place. It comes from inside of us. It comes from from my heart, and it's it's a very different energy, and it makes me show up in a very different way. And love isn't isn't doesn't need validation. Love doesn't need to be validated by everyone in the room and say what a great talk. It just says, well, let's just go and do it. If that is if this is your passion, let's just go and express ourselves. Let's just go and show up. And of course, it's great if it if it does. It's nice, but. I, I ultimately I, th- I think you know the love inside of us just wants the heart just wants to express itself just to show up and give things a go not worry about people's judgment mm. not be right or wrong just to be present just to be us, to be here to be hey which is nice given this is the theme of the podcast we <laughs> i finally got there <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah no it's, it is and it's like i think one of the things i i, I definitely learned is that when especially when i travel i find that you 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 get so far disconnected from your day-to-day life and playing into your ego, playing into the stories and all of the things that we have kind of in our head, the, the stresses, the worries, you're so far disconnected from me and you're in a new world. You're exploring the place you're in, but you're also kind of exploring yourself in a way. And one of the things I always find is how much compassion and love I carry with me each day whilst i'm traveling because there's there's nothing else it's it's like our purest um experience of living is to be so connected to that compassion and the love of not just from me but of everything around me and when you really allow yourself to sink into that and and tap into it and and live through that experience it really is a game changer
1: (laughs) it is isn't it it's a different world um, but it's, it's, it's not one that we're taught to live in, really, especially as men. Yeah. Um, but it's a way better feeling on the inside, isn't it? When we, when we live in that space, it feels nice. <laughs> Regardless of what everyone else's perception of it is, it feels nice. So I have to say that we live in a world that we're more interested in presenting a good life than actually feeling like we live a good life. Yeah. And that's half the problem. You know, if we actually tap into how we feel and live a life that really does feel good to us to really let ourselves go, to get out of all the stories that our ego carries and to tries to tell us about and actually just surrender into our heart, yeah, okay, it might not be who you thought you were. It might not be um, society's natural perception of you as a man, in theory, mm. or, or who you're encouraged to be, but it feels great. And suddenly you're aligned with yourself and you're you're in tune with actually something that feels nice and that's massive for me because you know i, I again i keep, for 30 years i wasn't aligned i didn't listen to that to that energy i, I very much tried to be who i thought i, I had to be or who i should be that, to get validation and uh you know lots more people were more impressed or people around me were more impressed society was more impressed by that life that i lived then but i wasn't on the inside i can't tell you how different it feels now to how it did, did then And I just, I just thought that was life. I thought that's how, you know, it is a constant chase that there is always more and that money would be the solution. And, you know, I just was really ambitious. That's why I I didn't feel complete, Mm -hmm. but no, it's, I wasn't listening to my heart. I wasn't listening to my truth. I wasn't expressing who I really was. I didn't love myself as a result, Um, all of the stuff. And I'm just grateful that, you know, I get to have these kind of conversations and get to sit in this kind of space, but, I want more people to learn that, to understand yeah,
0: it. Totally. And I think, I think you know, this, this is why we both do this kind of thing is to, to open up those conversations. And for me, like, I've had some amazing women on the podcast who are just super, like, inspiring, powerful, but it's the open and raw conversations I have with guys that really nourish me the most because, like you said, I think that there is a big lack of it with guys, right? There's a big lack of feeling like it's okay to tap into that love that compassion that self-love and break away this this identity that we kind of put up for everyone else to see and i like to think that one of my biggest strengths when i'm you know in the full swing of things is bringing all of myself to the table as much as i can rather than trying to bring like the best me or the the work me or the you know the family me it's like i bring and that can be good or bad you know that could be like if I'm having a day of overwhelms so I'm bringing that into the situation but that's just me being raw and honest you know and and trying to be raw and honest for myself so that I can then be the best I can be for the people in my life because if you're not able to do that you're constantly putting up this this show this performance you know it's like the difference between you know, I don't know, I don't know what example I'm gonna use here. Elton John. It's like Elton John on stage versus Elton John at home. Probably two completely different characters because it's a performance on the stage and it's a human being at home. And we we're, we're performing through our lives. We're not being humans and living through our lives.
1: Mm. I totally hear you. One question I'd love to ask you on that, because this confused me for ages, because I'm with you all the way. But one thing that kind of got me with that is there are probably some people listening going, okay, I'm going to bring all of me. And sometimes I'm a real angry man and I'm going to bring, and I really need to tell you, you pissed me off. And that I've got a lot of, I've got a lot of stored hate for you. And that's inside of me. So is that welcome too?
0: And- I guess it's, it's it's like, it's the full range, isn't it? It's like, you can't, you can't just be the happy go lucky guy all the time. Like there there is going to be that anger. There is going to be, the sadness, there is going to be the the dullness as well. And it's like I'm not saying you should let that out with people like, or on people, but when that anger's there or that that sadness about something's there, like feel free to speak about it. You don't have yeah. to be like, okay, Ben, you've really pissed me off. Like let's have an argument about it. It's like, do you know what? I don't necessarily agree and it's made me feel a type of way. And and have a in a way, like a, a grown up, you know, open conversation about it. You know, Mm. you don't have to just react, you know, to how you feel in that moment all the time. Sometimes you have to allow yourself to feel the thing to know that it's something that you've made you respond in a way so that you can then have a conversation about why that was. Particularly when it comes to like close friends, family members, partners, super important, I think. What about you? What if
1: they say like, but that's, that's not me, I'm angry, I'm passionate and I need to like really let it out. Do, do you know what I mean? Because like, yeah. I, like uh, the way I, because the way I see it is that um, I'm totally with you, but I think um, that for me, that's people getting too attached to their ego. Mm. They don't realize it, mm. and I want to see all of people's hearts, like everything that they feel inwardly. Absolutely, but I don't I, like, and I, and I don't, and I'm not telling people they're wrong and they're coming from their ego. But you know that that yeah sure we can be angry but like you say like for me on my heart that energy inside of me is always kind of compassionate it's got understanding it's not it's not trying to make people wrong it's not trying to be in this competition with everyone where i'm better than them and they're wrong and i'm right so you need to ram it down like our heart isn't interested in any of that stuff so like when they when we truly connect to our heart it's like you say kind of a conversation with you like because this is kind of thrown me a bit and i don't really yeah. understand how you express that and it's made me feel a bit troubled and and i'm I, I definitely can feel some anger inside of me and i kind of and i have to let it out and that's that's expressing that that, that that's the truth the truth is not you're wrong and i'm right and yeah, don't, yeah we're gonna, do you know what i mean but it's hard it's hard to differentiate like yeah the, like and that's that mm-hmm. this is the whole journey that i feel like i've been on That i feel you know i will always continue to go on it's really learning how to connect with and understand my heart so I don't need to make people right or wrong. And I can have compassion in the understanding, still express myself and still express the anger and the pain and the troubles that are in me, but not in, 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 through an egotistical way.
0: Yeah. I think, I think, I think an understanding, you know, using this, this anger situation is what is it that's actually that you're actually angry about? Because more often than not, it's not the thing that you think it is. It's the thing behind the thing behind the thing. And an example I'll give is from the weekend. I was, I was made, I made a little, you know, pizza oven pizza, and I was putting the cardboard box in, in the bin. And we've got like a really small, like recycling part at the back of the bin. that I was trying to put the box in and it was already stuff in there. Clearly wasn't going to fit in. And the more it didn't fit in, the more angry I was getting. So, I ended up just picking up the box and just like throwing it at the sink and being like, for God's sake, it's so annoying. And then I caught myself and I was like, actually, why am I so angry about that? Like, it's just a box that's clearly not going to fit in there. If you look at it objectively and and you said to me, Alex, is this box going to fit in there? I would have said no. So why am I now really angry about that? And, you know, stripping it back to to kind of what we were talking about at the beginning of the conversation is because of this, this overwhelming feeling and this kind of, this 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 dullness that I, I've had in the last couple of days I was letting the anger about that situation out on a cardboard box that wasn't going to fit in a recycling bin so I think often mm. with anger it's like what's the thing you're actually feeling the anger about because how many times have you had an argument with a partner or a friend about the most stupid thing and it's like you're, you're clearly never going to be angry about whether they put the dishes away or not it's there's something far beyond it so I think I think tapping into that mm. is super powerful when it comes to like trying to understand it and and not bringing the anger to the table but bringing the why to the table
1: and that and that i i'm with you 100 and and i love all this because everyone has this like you know there's so many ways to understand it and to see it and and i totally hear you um and for me we're getting to to to, you know i I was talking about truth you know sharing your truth and like you know, your truth in that moment wasn't that this is so. Well, it was, I guess. <laughs> you were so frustrated that the, the the pizza like wouldn't go in that, so the pizza box wouldn't go in the in the bin. But the real truth, the deeper truth, like if we go beneath the surface, is that you were carrying some frustration mm-hmm. from a couple of days of X, Y, Z that meant you were frustrated, and in, and in, in, and and it just came out in that moment. It wasn't that actually it was really like you say really the pizza box this is so because otherwise you'd probably be angry most your, most your, <laughs> most your day if that's the kind of stuff is exactly tricky, right um so but, but, but the, all of this requires understanding self-introspection you know and society says god just chill out just have a laugh let's just be happy instead we don't need to do all this inward stuff it's a bit heavy like i don't want to talk about that stuff just tell me about last time you got drunk yeah you know that's more fun yeah let's do that <laughs> yeah, it's just... I speak from experience.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, for me, I, I totally hear that as well. Like I've, you know, the amount of conversations I've had, and it's what I find is really interesting is when you do in those certain circles and those certain types of conversations, when you do get beyond that surface level and you do begin to scratch a little bit below it, the type of conversation that opens up off the back of it is really interesting. And it might not—don't get me wrong—it might not be a three-hour conversation; it might just last ten minutes, but. Again, it's you go from, oh, yeah, I went to this place and we got drunk and we did this to like, oh, yeah, I feel really like fearful at the minute about this. And there's, there's a moment where everyone who's part of that conversation could be two people, three people, six people. There's, there's a connectedness that comes within that moment. And they are the moments that I'm very interested in. Hence, you know, the name of the podcast, right? Is because you're all being very present to that feeling and that understanding and you're connected through your dynamic in that moment of how you all relate to that feeling or what that person's saying. And that moment there is like, that's a pure moment to me.
1: It's pure, isn't it?
0: And it's beautiful.
1: Now, I now you're seeing them. Mm. You know, you're not just hearing their words and their stories or what they're saying. Now I feel you like there's now there's something between us. Like I'm here with you and God, you know, there's there's something inside of me, my heart, I'm feeling it. And it's powerful and it feels good, you Mm. know. Now we're getting there. Um, But I I had, you know, (laughs) I I totally get all this because for the first 30 years of my life, I didn't have any of that. Mm. Or like really occasionally something might happen that took me to that space. But, you know, maybe it was probably involving alcohol, something that allowed me to like get there. Mm. It wasn't my it wasn't available to me on a on a day-to-day basis like it is now. Like I feel it now in this conversation and just sitting in this space with you, it's real and it's raw. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, I feel like I can share like really what's inside of me, the real truth. And it feels light and it feels like beautiful and it feels like connection. And that's to me, this is, this is like, now we're getting into some inner stuff, you yeah. know, now it, this is, this is feels good on the inside. Mm-hmm. Um, I, connection is the most underrated mental health tool there is out there for me you know it feels beautiful we can we can you get to have these conversations you get to sit in these kind of spaces it makes all of us feel alive and we don't have to drink a bottle <laughs> of wine or two to get there or whatever it is you know we're we're all allowed to do it without that
0: yeah and it's funny because as I as unnatural I, as that might seem yeah I, I go the other way when i drink i become more i become less inward and more outward and i become more just want to have a laugh and just dance Same. and you know I, I i become the opposite which is and you know some people book, they go the other way so they're they're more outward anyway and when they have a drink they all of a sudden you can have a really deep conversation with them so i find it really fascinating that it it, it can work yeah. both ways as well and um, one thing i did want to want to ask yeah. you about it just crossed my mind like wh- where do you sit with like non-attachment in terms of you know not being attached to an outcome a situation a potential feeling an emotion a thought where does that all sit with you
1: um I'm trying to think of examples but yeah fu- fundamentally like if i want to live in flow if i want to feel light and i want to like not be caught in stress and fear and like constant trying to work things out and to need to be in control like i don't like just letting go surrendering like this word surrender came to my life. I don't know how many, a few years ago. And it was like, I don't surrender. You know, I'm a man, like I'm, I'm, I'm the opposite. Like I, if I need to, I'll make it happen. And it's stressful and it's tiring and it's draining and it's heavy, like needing all this stuff and allowing myself just to surrender to, to, to what is, and to appreciate each moment and just to be there and, that's not to say you don't take action. It's not to say that you're not in touch with like your purpose and showing up and, 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 you know, having desires and hopes and dreams and goals and aspirations, but it's just like, Hey, I'm here in this moment. I'm showing up. I'm in touch with my heart. I know what matters to me. I know what's real. I know my truth and I live and flow with that. And if, if something doesn't align and I'm, thrown a different way that's okay mm. you know this is it's happening for a reason and I'm being shown that this is why and it's, it's a lighter way of being you know I am um, one of the big things that I've really learned or, or experienced or seen is that in my 20s I was always tired mm. always tired And I, was, I thought I was like I'm someone who just has to get nine hours sleep I need a lot of sleep um so and even then i was still tired however much I slept. And I'm not a long sleeper. Yeah. <laughs> constantly just constantly like, wow, everything's tiring. God. And you can't out sleep a tired soul. Mm. And when you're constantly trying to work everything out and you're attached to everything and you need this and I'm going to be happy when and all of this stuff and being in control is so tiring. And the opposite is true for just being a flow. And it's not that you don't care. It's not that you're not bothered because you, you are, but, you're just moving and flow and you're allowing things and it feels light. And yeah, it's, does that make sense? Does that answer the question?
0: Yeah. I think what I'm getting from that is when you don't have the attachment to, you know, anything in particular, you're able to live more purely. You're, you're able to exist purely in that space, in that moment you know yeah. you can use whatever you, word you want you know with clarity with abundance with happiness, whatever you want to you know soul there's so many words presence. It. presence so many words we can use to it, but I think yeah, what I'm really getting from that is that sense of freedom is another one, it's a sense of freedom in the moment, and it's not freedom in terms of you know financial freedom it's 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 a mental and emotional freedom, and I mm-hmm. think what you're saying there about being really, really tired in your twenties. I've definitely felt that. And and that's one of the things I've felt in the last few days is like this tiredness, because it's like, I'm expending so much mental and emotional energy on things that is, is tiring. You know, it can be knackering. And, you know, I used to almost treat sleep as an escape because when I was going through like depression and, and, and severe anxiety, it's like, the only way I could switch off those feelings and 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 the, the busyness of my head was to be asleep. So, but that was also com- compounded with the fact that I was always tired. So it's like it was easy for me to get into bed at ten, sleep until mm-hmm. nine or ten, and get up again because it was just I was using so much of that energy throughout the day. And I think that I'm you know tiredness isn't always I'm saying um, a symptom of of any kind of anything going on mentally but when there is a tiredness in the body or the mind or the soul it really does play a huge part in how you're showing up and it's about looking at that, and going why again exploring it like going inwards like inquiring about what is that tiredness about why am i tired if i haven't really done much today where Mm -hmm. is my energy going is your energy going on your thinking is it going on you know, trying to fight off, you know, certain emotions. Is where where is it going? What is it that's causing that tiredness? And that can be a really big indicator of how you're actually showing up and feeling and being, you know, in throughout the day in those moments.
1: Mm. It, it takes energy to be to, to to connect with your thoughts and to listen to them and process them. And they're often asking a lot of questions and trying to get. You know, they always want control. They're trying to work everything out. And it's like a computer whirring. Like I think <laughs> of my. My Apple laptop. If I've got lots of tabs open and the, then the fan starts going, it's like, like I'm, I'm I'm in overload here. Yeah. Whereas when you're truly present, you're just there, and it's it's not tiring. It's it's presence. It's freedom. It's it's light. Mm-hmm. And um, the more the more work I do, actually, at the moment, I really feel that I'm 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 getting to this point where the answer can always always end up in just be present. It's such a simple, like it's almost patronizingly, there are no problems in the present, you know? Everything going on, we're, we're, there's, there's no problem right now sat in this space here. Yeah, being present is, is. Uh, and again, for me, when we're present, we're out of our ego because uh, our, our, our ego's th- ego thoughts, when we're truly present, we don't listen to us, we're not in our head, we're not listening to thoughts. We're just here, our, our senses are alive, we're we're listening. we're feeling, we're in that space and that's, that's being present, like truly, like truly again, like, you know, listening when we're truly present, we really listen for not, we're not present. If, if, as they're talking, we're thinking of this and with that and oh yeah, I've done that and all that and it's here and, and how we respond and I'm going to work it out and I need to remember to say this and do that. that's not present. That's mm-hmm. working out stuff in your head. It's your ego going off on one, but being present, is just like, I hear you. And then when they finish what's inside of you, let that flow back. And yeah. that's, it's beautiful
0: so, so what what's the the answer to the million dollar question how how can you be more present
1: do you mean like do you mean that question in, in do you mean like right now or do you mean in life just or? in
0: life I, I guess the reason I ask is because I get a lot of comments on on posts that I make right of I'm always saying you know when people you know if you're talking about fear of something that's going to happen in the future it's like well the fear is there because you're worried about something that hasn't happened yet. Like the future isn't existing. Like if you're truly present, those, those fears fall away because they don't exist in the present. And then the response from someone will be like, well, how do I be more present? And mm-hmm. um, so I'm interested to hear like what, what your answer to that would be.
1: So Our, our minds can only think of one thing at a time. or can only be present with one thing at a time. So um, it can switch really quickly. And we can think about this and we can think about that and really fast. Da-da-da-da-da but it can only be tuned into one thing at a time. So, you know, a simple way, like one of my tricks for sleep is just to connect to my breath. So I'm connected to my breath and I'm truly, truly present with my breath. I'm not thinking of anything. I'm not anywhere else, but but present here in that breath, with that breath. And as that breath moves, I'm with it each, every second. So for me, you know, a simple four, four second in, four second out exhale, um breathing pattern because so simple I and mean, you can there are so many altern- alternatives but if i'm truly with that breath i'm nowhere else um there's other i, I work with a um uh, a monk uh, called sandy new bigging mm-hmm. um and sandy has a practice called um gawu which is i can't remember what it stands for but gazing wide open basically it gets processed where you you have your, you can do it with your eyes open or shut but you you look ahead and just in a, in a kind of stare and then you just take in the stuff outside of your stare so you just mm-hmm. sort of be aware of your senses what what's going on to the right you know without moving your eyes and looking at it but in your in your sort of outer sphere of what you can see what's going on there and that's a very kind of like you you, you practice that you, you know you're not when you're doing that and you're truly present with it you're not yeah. in your head you're not thinking of anything else um so there are different, there are different ways, um, you know, if you're with your partner, eye-gazing, gratitude is, a, is like a, a way in a sense, I guess, that if you don't go into the stories and you don't take it off, if you just really sit there and listen and share. and Presence comes from your heart, for me. Mm-hmm. So anything that you feel, you feel into it um, as well. I mean, what are you, how was your, I'd love to hear your answer on it. You're the
0: expert. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I try to be <laughs> Not all the time. I think similar. I think I always say that like your breath is the biggest connector to the present because when you tune into your breath, it's like you you're existing in, in that moment because I heard something really fascinating a few months ago which, which blew my mind for a couple of days. Where I can't remember exactly who said it or where I saw it, but it was it every time you breathe in. And then breathe out again as a human being our life expectancy is two to three minutes because if we don't breathe back in we will die so as a human the breath is the most powerful connector to the moment because when you're staying with the breath you're staying moment to moment to moment to moment and if those moments stopped that breath stopped like i said you won't breathe back in that moment will end because we, we will pass our, our body can't function for X amount of time without breath. So being able to connect to the breath is, is it really can be like a superpower in terms of like being present and, and, and outside of that, one of the things I, I say is kind of similar to what you were just saying, I guess is like being present is about focusing on what is right in front of you right now. You know, when, you, when your body and your mind are both in the same place, that's presence. Like right now, this conversation, you know, we're present to this conversation because I'm not thinking about how many other things I've have to do this afternoon or et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, potentially the same for you. I mean, you can speak to for yourself, obviously, but, um, that that's presence because my body is here and my mind is also in this conversation. So remembering that when you, don't when you feel like your mind is worrying about all this stuff and it's over there thinking about what you got to do tomorrow and what time you got to pick the kids up or that project you got to finish or this deadline bring yourself into what's right in front of you if you're if you're writing a, something for your project focus on that thing that's right in front of you you know like i used the example earlier i think it was before we recorded i was saying that i was sat on my my laptop screen yesterday and I, I was just looking at the screen and i couldn't even write i just felt there was such a lack of focus and presence that I couldn't even type words and tuning into that. It's like, okay, let's just go with one word at a time, you know, really break it down. I think that's what being present is like really break down the moment you're living bit by bit. What's the the step? What's the, the, the next letter you can type? What's the next word that's going to come out of your mouth? What's the next word you're listening to? What's the sounds that you're hearing? Like just, be really focused on what's happening in and around you right now. That is presence mm-hmm. to me.
1: Mm-hmm. The, the, one of the big things that I, I got from meditation in the early days was just, you know, closing, when you close your eyes, you're shutting off a major sense. Like you're t- you're mm-hmm. shutting off, there's so many things you can see at any point, so many distractions. That's like, oh, it's that, that and that, and that reminds me of that. And, you know, all oh, this is worrying. Whereas when you close your eyes, you go more inward, especially if there's no sound. It's like, Mm -hmm. I've got nowhere else to go and you go into your body and when you're in your body, it's, it's here now. You're feeling like what's, it's not, it's not stories. It's, you're becoming present with it. So, um, yeah, that was always something that I I took from, from meditation and those experiences. It's just, um, yeah, like being, being present is, is truly present. Mm -hmm. We're not taught, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an act of surrender, isn't it? Almost because we're not preparing ourselves for the future if we're if we're present. Mm-hmm. We're not thinking, I've got to do that and I've got to do this, and I should be here, and I need to sort that out. I don't mind it. it's not preparing, is it? It's I'm just here. And then it's a more vulnerable act in that sense. Mm. I'm really listening to you. And if I'm really listening to you and I'm not preparing what I'm gonna say in response or, you know, make myself how can I make myself sound cool when you when you finished? Yeah. What can I say that's impressive? If I'm not doing that, if I'm just present with you. Yeah. When it finishes, then it's, okay, I, I haven't prepared anything. I don't know. Um, that's why when we're really immersed in a conversation, you know, you're, you're present. You're really, because you're just flowing. And like people who say they can't do public speaking, it's like, well, you can have a chat. You can. I'm here with you. You can talk. The only difference is, is you stop being present when you're on stage because you start telling yourself all these stories that everyone's looking at me and, oh, my God, I'm not sure what to say. And all the time that, those thoughts are firing through your head. Mm. You're not just present being there, sharing what's inside of you. You're stuck in that, in that, that thinking and you can't get out of it. Mm. But you just be present, stood there and share what's inside of you. But we're not taught it, are we?
0: No, to I, I was going to say like, why, why do you think that some people find it so hard to be present and, and, and still like, you know, meditation is a really good example because a lot of people who start meditating, you know, you close your eyes, you're, you're being with your breath. People find it really hard. And it's, it's almost like in that stillness and in that silence, it's very loud, you know.
1: Mm. Well, we're wired for safety, aren't we? Fundamentally, first and foremost, um, and to you know, that voice in our head is this is geared to keep us safe, that's what it's, what it's talking us about deep down. They might not realize it, it's not like, oh, stay safe from this, stay safe from that, but it's telling us messages that unconsciously are trying to keep us safe, that's their purpose. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's that voice is loud, <laughs> you know, we have to hear it, and it's a stubborn thing, and it will constantly, if we it will constantly adapt and it will constantly find new ways of trying to get its message across. It's why we are so we've evolved. We're so sophisticated. Our egos are incredibly smart, but incredibly loud. Um, it's only really now that we're, we're learning about, you know, consciousness or not learning, but returning back to consciousness, mm. I guess. Cause, and uh, yeah, long may it continue for me, like, cause it's, we're not taught it, but it's, it's, it's beautiful. And it's, mm. it's where, fulfillment or possibility of fulfillment lives for me and we stop chasing don't we when we live in that space it stops being competition we start feeling love we start feeling everything that's inside of us we start that's when we're in touch with how we feel we now we're alive now we're Mm. a human being now we're experiencing what, what we're meant to experience we're coming from love not fear now yeah but yeah we're um we're wired for safety first and foremost right
0: I love that man. I think I think that's actually a, a perfect note to, to end things on because it's leaves such such space for I'm trying to pick the right word, but it's not coming to me. But like thinking beyond this conversation, you know, for anyone who's listening for ourselves, so much space in, in, in that what you're just saying there about, you know, we're wired for safety and, and breaking beyond that brings such freedom. It's it's the truth, you know, and it's I hope that people can take from that, what I took from it and, 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 you know, think on it a little bit themselves and inquire into it a bit more. I think it'd be really powerful.
1: And it's a hard concept to get your head around, isn't it? Mm. It seems very, it seems very foreign, but it's, um, and it takes time. It takes, you know, takes, we have to let it sink in. And because that voice is so loud that it's very hard to think of it, (laughs) of anything other than us and and the truth. But yeah, we can sink deeper beneath it there's there's a lot more there's a lot more fun to be had real fun truthful deep deep fun
0: exactly um well look ben i I really appreciate the time today and i really appreciate you know the way that you're showing up in the world as well and everything you're doing you know with your own podcast some some of the conversations on there just truly incredible and inspiring and I'd, i'd really recommend anyone listening if they haven't already to check out you know your own podcast yeah, really appreciate the time today
1: thank you and, and thank you for for creating the space and for having me for for sharing this conversation mate. it's been no beautiful worries. i'm grateful
0: awesome man thank and you do, you wanna, much. do you want to let people know where they can keep up to date with you online if they want to you know follow you and keep up to date with what you're up to in the podcast and everything oh thank you yeah so well
1: i guess the world revolves around instagram these days isn't it so um for now i'm the naked professor on instagram which makes me cringe a bit i'd rather just be ben bidwell but i started as the naked professor and that's kind of what my brand is about so um the naked professor and, and it's benbidwell.com is my website where there's more information about everything that i do and yeah how to contact me from there really yeah i'm just uh, grateful for people listening grateful to, to have this opportunity to sit in space with you so thank you awesome man
0: thank you <laughs> So there we have it. I hope that you enjoyed this episode with Ben. I really hope that you did. And if there was something that you learned from this episode, I'd love to hear from you. And what I'd love you to do is to drop me a message on Instagram, hit me up on the DMs at IamAlexManzi and let me know one learning that you made from this episode. And if you know someone who you think would benefit from hearing this episode, then be sure to send them the link or a screenshot because it's important that we continue to spread the positive vibes and messages of episodes like this. I started this podcast to help inspire a positive change And you can also be a part of that by sharing this episode today. So thank you for listening. I look forward to hearing from you and I'll see you for the next episode. This podcast is produced by Unedited.